in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10 Show, I am John Broca. Uh, I am Matt Nose. This is a show that is completely fan-generated. They send in whatever they want us to talk about over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. And, um, yeah, we have no idea what it is until we get it. And (laughs) it's an interesting and unique show each and every time. who starts this week, do you know? I think I start this week. Uh, and just a reminder to everybody, as he, as Matt just mentioned, the patreon.com address, $5 and above gets you the chance to send in your questions. Hey, look, mm-hmm. you've listened to us for a long time. I'm sure a lot of you have had questions over the years that you wanted to ask us. Maybe you've written down a Word documents or notes documents. Well, now's your chance. At $5 a month, literally the cost of a Starbucks coffee, one day out of your month, you can uh, contribute to the show and be able to be a part of yeah. uh, Topic Thunder and help us out. Help and help us grow the top 10 and keep going with the show. Thank you all so much. Um, all right. Should we jump into it? Yep. Let's do it. All right. It's uh, Matthew Simmons, right? Yep. Okay. Topic Thunder question, Matthew Simmons. He says, hi, guys. After finishing Chernobyl a few months ago, I was dumbfounded to learn that Craig Mason, the creator and writer, was the same guy who wrote Scary Movie 3 and 4, The Hangover 2 and 3, and Identity Thief, among other negatively reviewed films. The sheer turnaround and quality of content is insane to me. And I was wondering if any other directors, writers, or actors have done a similar 180. The other people, the other one that pops to mind is Mason's co-writer on The Hangover movies, Todd Phillips, who did The Joker. Curious if you can come up with any others. Your loyal fan, Matt Simmons. All right. There we go, Matt. Uh, well, uh, thoughts? I don't consider Todd Phillips the same thing. Oh, okay. Well, because, I mean, you know, he had had a couple movies before. He had the Hangover series. Right. And he had uh, Old School. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, mm-hmm. he had other hits, whereas this guy, Scary Movie 3 and 4. Right. I, I mean, Hangover 2 and 3. There you go. But, I mean, they did well. Yeah. It's not like they were all obscure flops, but I know what he means. Um, <sighs> you know, until he started directing, what about Ben Affleck? You know what I mean? Yeah. He had a, a little dip and you didn't know what was going to happen to him. It looked like Matt Damon was going to be just onward, upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's a great point. No one expected much from Affleck as a director. People were shocked when they were, it was announced that he was directing a movie, considering all the terrible movies he'd been a part of. Uh, but he made such an incredible turn in his career. And, of course, uh, Live by Night or whatever it was kind of derailed that for a little bit. But he'll be back directing mm-hmm. his own things soon enough. He's got one coming up soon. So, you know, it's everyone's allowed to stumble a little bit. But it was an incredible turn. You're right on that one, Matt. Also, real quick, man, Craig Mazin also wrote one of your favorite films, Rocket Man. So there Guy's you go. Guy's got a hell of a filmography. <laughs> Senseless. The Wayans one. Yikes. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. How did this come out of him? I know. It, uh, Chernobyl is, was excellent. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, maybe there was more freedom for him, right? Under HBO, maybe under these things like yeah. Scary Movie 3 and 4 and uh, The Hangover. I mean, he he's basically picking up sequels. So their producers are hiring him to write a certain thing to fit a certain um, appeal or approach they want to take to these projects. I mean, if you're trying to put a Chernobyl type approach to like scary movie or the hangover or even the Huntsman film, uh, then you've got another, you've got another issue going on. You probably wouldn't keep the job. So I think more than anything speaks to his versatility more than the fact that like he didn't have this within him, you know? Yeah. Maybe, um, you know, he took the break that he could get early on, which is writing those movies. Yeah. it It did well by himself. And eventually he was allowed to spread his wings uh, and I'm also sure it helped to be around to see how the business worked for all those years, right. how to get a, a project like that through. Um, yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's a tough one, though. Well, like, I, mean, I need to sit and think about it. I've, I've got some here. I found a quick website here. Um, Quentin Tarantino apparently wrote on It's Pat, the movie. So there's one you'd be surprised that he was a part of. J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams did Gone Fishing, that Danny, I mean, that Gio Pesci, yeah, yeah, Danny, Danny Glover, Glover one. Joss Whedon on Waterworld. Um, Alexander Payne wrote, I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Um, John Hughes did Flubber, the Robin Williams film. Um, yeah, but and, that was after he was John oh, Hughes. Fair point, fair point. After, after, you're right. That's true, that's true. So some some interesting ones to take a look at uh, as well. I mean, Justin Thoreau is interesting because he's kind of an ensemble That's actor, right? And then he, you find out that he's written all these incredible films. You're just like, holy crap, or shows. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like the, the – I mean, I don't want to say character actor because he's – anyway, the guy that did – I think it was Sicario and mm, – Yeah. He was like an ensemble actor for years as far as I knew. Right, 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 right. And then since then, he's churned out like three, four, five movies. I have to look at his IMDb real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, it's interesting so, question. There's a lot of them that make that turn and make that that change. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, you could even say Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Who saw Goodwill Hunting come out of those guys, right? I mean, that's pretty surprising as well. Yeah, Taylor Sheridan. Oh, yeah. Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, absolutely. So it was basically Sicario, but he was an actor before that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, after Sicario, you've got Hell or High Water, Wind River, second Sicario, like churned out a decent yeah. amount of work, but went from, hey, I know, like, once you see the picture, I didn't know the name. And I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Right. Even to, uh, Yellowstone is his as well. The TV series with Costner. That's his oh, as they well. Go. Yeah. I mean, acting-wise, you could make a case for Adam Sandler making that switch from those uh, goofy movies he does to, like, Punch Drunk Love or Rain Over Me, um, Jim Carrey with Eternal Sunshine, even, Mar- uh, I think, Marlon Wayans in uh, Requiem for a Dream, you know? So, it's yeah, always interesting to see those kinds of twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I know, it sucks. It's such a good question. I feel like yeah. that I'm just doing, uh... <laughs> As I scan my brain trying to find, because I want that real shift. You didn't see yeah. Chernobyl coming from this gentleman, so to speak. Not to say that he obviously didn't have the skill for it, but right, right. His uva was <laughs> very specific. Oh. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd have to yeah. think about that one some more. That's a good yeah. question. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, uh, and then uh, was there another part to that question? I don't think so. Should we move on to that. the next one? Yeah, sure. Move on to the next one. All right, thank you, Mr. Simmons. Yeah, thank you. This one is from Michael D. and says, "Hello, Matt and John. Blessing from Akron. Hope all is well. I have a few questions. Uh, applying the Lemke rule, <laughs> machine gun Lemke style. <laughs> Question one of three questions." Name some of your top action films of all time that are not part of a universe with sequels or prequels. Wow. These would be standalone films. Uh, a few of mine, Big Trouble and True Lies. Yeah. Well, in the Big Trouble vein, like, uh, you know, The Thing, you could do a lot of his. Oh, yeah, The Thing. Sure, sure. Um, Tango and Cash. Wanted, yeah, the, They Live. Yeah, They Live. That works with Carpenter. Yeah. Um. But standalone action—that's hmm. a fair. That's a fair question. Because not not a lot of standalone great action films don't get sequels. Exactly. So that's tough here. You know, a movie I've always loved is Running Man. It's not a good movie. Oh yeah, but I've always loved that movie. I mean, it came out when Arnold was really becoming Arnold, and I was the right age to be like this guy. <laughs> This fucking guy. It's just ridiculous. I don't know a single human in my life that looks like that. Not one. Yeah. <laughs> all, all other body types, without a doubt, you've seen something similar. Right. Not spot right. on, but something similar. And he is just such an anomaly of human physique and, I guess, will and determination. Yeah. Um, I like Atomic Blonde at this point. I think that's okay. a really good action film. We haven't had a sequel from... I know this is one that Matt doesn't agree with me on, but Lucy, I liked it. Lucy as an action oh. film that hasn't had a sequel yet. That movie sucks. <laughs> You're insane. You're so it sucks. Insane. It's so, so convoluted. Good. What convoluted? It's an 82 minute film. What is convoluted? She's got I, something inside her. She's got to get it out and she's got to hand it off to Morgan Freeman by the end of the movie. It's pretty simple. It's really, but it's not, it's overly <laughs> complex. And diluted as an idea. That's fair. I, I'll, I'll give you over, uh, diluted. I'll give you diluted. But, oh, Dread. What about Dread, man? Dread's good. Does that, does that count, though? Because it's been rebooted. Technically, it's part of a universe. Like, it could. But you're okay. right. It is a, as a standalone if, if Carl Urban. Kind of oh, by the way, I finally, yeah. uh, out of boredom in quarantine, I watched The Boys because I was superheroed oh, yeah. out. You asked me about it a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, season one. Legit, I just started at one of season two. I'm just doing one a night, so I got shit to watch. Right, right, right. But oh, dude. really good. Like, I was completely... I didn't say it was bad. It was just like, I'm superheroed out. Yeah. Uh, but there hadn't been any new superhero shit for a while. And, uh, dude, <laughs> such a great, simple concept of, you know, evil corporation that creates spoilers. Right. I guess. Should we talk <laughs> about it? I'm down. We'll talk about it. Spoilers if you haven't watched it, you know? Yeah. We'll do that. We'll probably talk about it for a few minutes. So, just so I haven't seen yeah, season two, so please don't spoil a season, anything of season yeah, two no, for me. I, I won't. I won't. But, dude, I mean, when Highlander knows that Elizabeth Shue's character betrayed him. Yeah, Homelander? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Homelander, not Highlander. It's uh, <laughs> a different series, yeah. That whole, <laughs> just the close-up. Right. As the beams are just going directly through. They had such a beautiful catwalk, tenuous, you know, relationship throughout, but it seemed as though she could maintain the upper hand. Right. You thought for uh -huh. a little while and then boom, you know, yeah, she even, was, even though she had no right to. 
Yeah, right. She's just as bad from a different point of view. Yes. Because she she used his uh, lack of maternal um, energy in his life as something Mm -hmm. to control him with, for sure. Prey upon him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, but uh, it's just brilliant, the idea of what would it actually be like if human beings were superheroes right or got superhero powers yeah how would they actually be like you know well, then it's a brilliant the premise tv shows in the movies right. like all this peripheral crap because they don't have super villains just yet right 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 uh i mean throughout i was like okay even the you know there are certain moments where they have to do character development whatnot and mm-hmm. it's not as the pace slows down a little bit. So be it because the overall finish is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they tighten some of that up in season two, some of the okay. character work and the new characters that come in are really, uh, I think just elevate the show even more from season okay. one. Kind yeah. Of I've way. only been introduced to one so far, but yeah. I, there has to be new characters. It's just, Oh it's yeah. The, the rule of TV shows. Right. Uh, yeah, it's good writing. It's good, and the action mm-hmm. is great, uh, and the characters and their journey is believable. Like Starlight, her journey from that opening scene or opening uh, episode where she has to, you know, kind of do that with the uh, the deep, the deep, yeah. yeah. Um, and then how that kind of turns around as you watch the season and watch her grow in power, understanding what she's doing and figuring out where she can push and where she can't, while the deep goes and is an absolute joke for a majority of the episodes yeah um you know it's kind of his punishment for the things that he did the comic is way more brutal i'll tell you that if you ever read that it's way more brutal because she has to do that with everyone okay so you're just like holy shit uh so it's it's way more graphic um um and there's you know some changes in story whatever but i think what they changed for this version of it Mm -hmm. makes it an even tighter uh project or even tighter uh uh piece of media that you can enjoy yeah. so i'm they, glad you liked it man yeah they bring in that french guy initially and i was like oh yeah. <laughs> jesus like just the uh pawn <laughs> like this is the character but it it fully works the other guy that's in the crew with the wife and child yeah right so you, you need that to ground them into reality and it's yeah. it you understand why but it, it's really well done and the guy that plays Hugh is excellent. You know that's Russell that's Dennis Quaid's son with Meg Ryan. That's is his, it really? Yeah, that's their child, yeah. Dude, he's he's got presence. Yeah, hell yeah he does. He is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um Wow, he looks nothing like them. He's <laughs> <laughs> <is> amazing. <laughs> Jack Quaid, yeah, that's his name, Jack Quaid, I think. Is I mean, name. No, so he got what his mom's no that's got to be a family nose that's neither of there unless one of them had plastic surgery i don't know i you know i don't want to speculate but yeah maybe yeah maybe. i don't know <laughs> but he certainly yeah, I, got their chops that's for sure oh yeah. yeah 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 um that's crazy though yeah but he is really good from moment one just with him and simon Pegg as he's kind of this nervous skittish you know, oh yeah lady goes by and the, the back and forth that they have Man. And how he progresses from this lack of confidence to the self-assuredness. And it seems like a just a organic growth throughout right. that first season. And it's, yeah, great see, it's great to see Carl Urban kind of stretch his wings too, right? I mean, like we're used to seeing Carl Urban not necessarily as the lead. I mean, other than Dread, right? He'd been in like what? He's Scotty in Star Trek. He's, uh, you know, yeah. the kind of the guy in Thor Ragnarok who gets pushed around. 
Seventeenth uh, fiddle in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, right. Uh, so it's 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 so funny to see his ability to play status man, and he is so great in this role as uh, as butcher and the stuff mm-hmm. doesn't get in his letting his accent out like fully out. He's uh, using his Cockney accent so well. It's just great, just absolutely great, man. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, you know watching episode two of season two tonight. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what you think when you're done with it, man. I, I'll be curious to see what you like if you liked it or not. As much. I wonder when the turnaround on whatever season three is going to be. Oh, yeah. that's. I guess that's going to be a bit. I guess that's going to be a bit, too. Yeah, now I wish everybody had the Mandalorian set and they could just <laughs> pare know. down the crew and they could bang out. It wouldn't disrupt, but <laughs> that point. is very specific. Um, did you ever see Shoot 'em Up? Shoot 'em Up's one that could be the Clive Owen one. With Monica Bellucci and oh yeah no I never I oh, remember Jim the Lennon. opening is him what falling out yeah and doing like a dialogue and uh, I've seen I've seen bits and pieces but I remember that opening yeah I have never seen it all the way through though okay because that's one I would throw in there as kind of a standalone Apocalypto that's kind of a standalone action film right wouldn't you argue that that's an action film sure yeah. sure I mean I would say it's other things first but you you could say it's action sure yeah. Uh, yeah, flat out, I would love a sequel to that, but it's a standalone. It's the only one they ever did. I mean, Bra- I mean a lot of Mel Gibson, Braveheart. Oh, yeah, Braveheart, right, good point. But uh, that exists outside of action film, kind of oeuvre, once again, to me. <laughs> I don't know if that one actually applies there. I knew it did the first time. I think you got it right. I think you got it right. Uh, there's one more here I saw that I wanted to bring up. Is it not? Oh, well. Oh, yeah, I guess not. Never mind. Um, What's that? Uh, uh, 13 Assassins, but that's more of a samurai film, so I don't know if it's necessarily considered an action film. By I mean, in the same way that I think is. those others we just brought up in Hemden Hot about, like Apocalypto and yeah, yeah, Braveheart. It is, it is, but it's something else kind of first. True, 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 true. Um, um, all right, where are we are to... Yeah, is, do we answer a second end. one? Uh, yeah, go... F- uh, let's see, his second question is... Mm-hmm. If you could have dinner with one director or actor, one musician or athlete, and one world leader, alive or dead, who would you choose? Wow. These are good questions, man. I think one director. It used to be Orson Welles. Mm -hmm. But I think I've come to another place. Like, I'd love to sit down with Coppola. Just sit down, massive fucking Italian food sure. spread with wine, just boat, boatloads of wine coming in and talk to him about the Godfather films. Talk to him about Apocalypse Now. Talk to him about the conversation, uh, Rainmaker, a bunch of other films that he's done or had connections to. And then ask him what Spielberg was like, what Lucas was like back in the 70s. You know, who was the who was the who was the dick who was cool, who was like kind of a you know, didn't have a lot of confidence. It'd be fun to like kind of have conversations, open conversation with him about all that shit and then get into the actual art of film, just film itself. Yeah. It'd be a fun conversation to have with him. Uh, I mean, I think if I choose actor, I go Ian McShane. Mm. Dude's led a super interesting life, but at the same time, ever since the, you know, Deadwood is where I basically got introduced to him. And now I've watched anything that he has put out since. Right, 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 right. Uh, Even the shittiest of reviewed TV shows I have watched. (laughs) Love George. And I like him in every scene, no matter how bad the show is. Um, Oh, yeah. American Gods or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's a, yeah. 
there was a, something like Kings or something on NBC. Oh yeah, Kings, right? I forgot. And about. I, I watched every episode of that, and uh, you know, I saw Hercules, and I saw Hellboy, and I saw in, anything that I knew that he was a part of. <laughs> Since then, I have watched, <laughs> even knowing it was going to be bad. I have still watched. Yeah, Hercules. Yeah. Um. Well, the other is what musician or athlete, and yeah. what world leader. Um, let me see. Musician or athlete? I mean, how do you not choose Jordan? That's that's the conversation. And he might not tell you the whole truth the whole time, but that's the just, thing. I don't think he would. Yeah, right. Uh, no, why okay. is that the fun? Unless he was okay. so relaxed and you're like, are we best friends for a night, Michael Jordan? If we're not, <laughs> uh, Charles Barkley. Oh, Bark would be great. Yeah, he seems like the nicest guy. You. <laughs> did you, Did you ever hear about that? Um, there's this uh, Asian guy that Barkley did a eulogy at his uh, funeral. Just an average dude. He lived in Iowa, I believe. What? Or something. So Barkley was, uh, I think he was still, yeah, he was still a player towards the end of his career or something. And he okay. met him in a hotel bar and they just sat and talked for two to three hours and just had drinks at the bar. And is this guy that uh, was, I think he was a first generation immigrant yeah, from uh... China or Southeast Asia somewhere, but I believe China. And they they maintained a friendship thereafter from that day forward. What? Yeah. And he would check in with them every once and again. I mean, wow. and, and uh, back and forth, he would send them texts and stuff after the shows. And Barkley flew him down to the set to meet wow. everybody once he was doing TV. And they hung, it just became one of his best, they're not best friends, but a friend that he carried for the rest of his life. So he passed away and Barkley showed up the family didn't really know about it. And he gave uh, like a 15, 20 minute eulogy. You can find it online. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. It's that. I mean, cause he That's just awesome. seems he's a talker. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I'm not saying we would become best friends like that, but he, I think he would give of himself if he was just relaxed enough. Whereas Jordan, I don't think there's any fucking chance of that. <laughs> and, and I don't blame him, man. Like if you watched last dance at the end of it, when he's on his couch, just reading that magazine or whatever it was, because he can't go outside because anywhere he goes, literally, yeah. he's going to be surrounded by 10 people on all 360 degrees around him. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a fucking mass of people. It's like, that right. sucks. It's the world he constructed though. He wanted this level yes. of, I don't know if he knew so. that that was going to be the outcome. Well, he saw Michael Jackson before, before he became famous. So he must've known what athlete got to that level. level. Pele. But not in America. Not in America. Ali. Ali. Not like, but not like this where it was beloved 100 because once Ali got into the political stuff. Right, right. You know, got, it got turned off a little bit then it came. Yeah, whereas Jordan it. stayed out of the fray until the past, you know, five years or so. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like Ali would be my choice, but then again, would Ali tell me the truth? I don't know. Maybe. I, I think get him really drunk. Him. Yeah. Um, and world leader. I mean, if we're just talking a night. Uh, who wouldn't want to sit down with some of the greats? Yeah, but uh, I think I choose Putin because at some point he'd be like, "Hey, you want to go get AKs and fire them at glaciers?" and be like, "Let's take the chopper." <laughs> just you're you're an insane person. He just does whatever. No. It's just going to be this crazy because I don't think also from a world leader that you're going to get anything other than guarded, mm. unless you could actually genuinely. So might as well have some fun. Uh, probably. Well, world leader would imply at any point, right? And I would argue the American president is the world leader for yes in the nineteenth and twentieth and twenty first century. So, I'd say twentieth 
Yeah, since World War II on, yeah, without a doubt, is okay. the leader of the free world. Okay, all right. All right, fair enough. That, that, that kicks off my guy, but all right, maybe. Why, who are you going to choose, Teddy? I was going to go with Teddy. I was going to go with I, Teddy. I still count that. He's still yeah. a leader in the world. Okay, I would take that. Teddy Roosevelt, that's it. Yeah, if we want to go all-time, Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, they start going down that road. Gandhi. Yeah, exactly. Gandhi. Gandhi. <laughs> like all-time, all-time is, who doesn't want to go back? Right. Sit down with Charlemagne. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> Charlemagne. Dude, I can do that all day long. Don't even get me started on Rome, uh, Romans right. and Greeks and, you know, Macedonians. And yes, Alexander the one. Great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Throw a dart at Egypt's timeline for 2,000 years. And I would love to sit down with any one of those pharaohs, no matter what dynasty and Chinese, like to see what an emperor god on earth acts like Genghis uh. Khan. This should be our new show, the Bill and Ted. It's like a version of Bill and Ted. It's me and you going back to a certain time and and talking with a world leader. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll have a guest on every week. Every week who's who's imitating the uh, world leader, <laughs> a new world leader from history, and we ask him questions about what would you do in this situation. Dude, we might have uh, stumbled upon gold here. This should be the new show. <laughs> Yeah, because I remember that podcast that Paul Tompkins did. I've told you about before. Yeah, that Dead, Dead Authors. Authors. Oh, yeah, it's listen. a great, great podcast, it is. right? So to have something like that where you and I interview this world leader about their fucking life and it's a comedian who understands wow. the show, oh, it would be brilliant. That would be brilliant. But just <laughs> a lot of world leaders, though, if you ask, like, what would you do with this modern problem? Oh, I would go in there and kill every person. What? <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> yeah, why? That's the answer. Subjugate them to my will 100% and have them and their future generations give feel to me as a God on earth. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Just like, uh, you guys have these kinds of problems. Yeah. Oh, y'all have that dude's soft. getting limpy. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's up with this? He made eye contact. Where's my, where's my sword? <laughs> What is democracy? Wait, Dem- you let other people decide in a yeah. vote? What we oh, should do? Such no, a bad idea. <laughs> such a bad guys. Trust me. Uh, have you met some of the people who could have vote? <sighs> oh, that's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. I'm down with that show. I'm so fucking down with that show. I love that idea. Perfect. Oh, it could be a new patron show. Maybe this is how we get people to donate at a $50 above level. You get to play this character for one show. Good luck. That takes a very specific skill set. It can be done. Uh, <laughs> I'm down with it, man. I'm down with it. We get we get right. 20 of those people. We'll be set. Um, all right. Hell well, yeah. uh, where are we at here? Uh, all right. We should do one more and wrap this thing up here. That door, the well, Do you want to get to his third question? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, do you have an actor or actress who will see almost everything they appear? And well, I already answered that. Uh, whether it's a oh. starring role or just an appearance or cameo. Uh, I've seen everything Kurt Russell and Denzel Washington have been in, and some of them are pretty bad. Yes, they are. Uh, your friend, Michael D. Dyke. Um, it's Tom Cruise. It's always Tom Cruise. I'll see him in anything. It's it's terrible. I'll go see him in anything. The only film I've never seen him in, and I will rectify that at some point, is uh, All the Right Moves from the 80s with him and Leah Thompson. It's the only and Craig T. Nelson. It's the only I don't one I remember seen. liking it. Yeah, and I think that's why I didn't get the greatest of reviews, so I've never watched it. But like Taps, Outsiders, 
um, Endless Love, even I've seen that. Uh, but pretty much all of Tom Cruise's stuff I've seen. So. I saw Taps roughly around the same time that I saw. Uh, was it Toy Soldiers? Oh, with Sean yeah. Astin. Right. I prefer Toy Soldiers. Well, of course, Taps is okay. It's not that great. Well, Taps is the military academy where the students rise up type of, and this is a boarding school. But to me, they exist roughly on the same kind of parallels in my yeah. head, at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Taps, I'm the biggest fan of. All the right moves. I mean, maybe you appreciate more as an adult now, but I remember seeing it when I was younger and not enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's anything. Yeah, Lions for Lambs. I saw. Is there anything I've missed of his? Is it so? That's your answer, is uh, what you said earlier. Uh, Ian McShane. Well, I haven't yeah. gone back to watch like his British soap opera work or whatever that was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I think he did like a detective show or something. Yeah, Lovejoy, for- a British Lovejoy. detective. Lovejoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that. I'm saying since I I discovered him, I have watched now. Doesn't matter what it is. Ian McShane's in it. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, you know he's only done like small. 46, 45 films. That's it. 42. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So 43 films. That is mind blowing, man. I know. And it's the weird thing is so any wow. of the actors that seem to be roughly on his same age and like, oh, yeah. The same, uh, they all, I've heard them in interviews. Now it's like one of those things of uh, my ears perk up. Uh, they're telling the story. I just happen yeah. to see. I don't really watch talk shows that much, but I, I've seen him reference like, oh, my, you know, my best friend, Ian, or uh, he was one of the best like type of things of, yeah. so he was around. So I don't know if it was, he didn't get the opportunity or just did made the decision. Right. Right. He was happy doing what he was doing. You know, I have no idea. seems mm-hmm. like he should have been working way more. Yeah. That's uh, true. Yeah. It's mind blowing to think about how uh, it's only 43. That's insane. Wow. All right. Well, yeah, anyway, that, I would that's imagine the answer. average person couldn't even tell you his name. Right. Oh, uh-huh. Ian McShane? Probably uh-huh. not. You're probably yeah, you're probably absolutely a thousand percent right on that, dude. Um, okay. Well, well this has been the Michael D. Dyke show. That's <laughs> right. He machine gun lemkied that. Get it all out in one. Good for you, Mike. I love it. Uh, Fun, entertaining show. Uh yeah, a couple good reason. questions. Yeah. Um uh, but we're running short, Matt, on questions. I'm saying this to the uh, patrons out there, guys, ladies, mm-hmm. please send in your questions. Send in your topics. We're running a little bit short here uh, soon. So please send in. You must. You're sitting around. You're, you're isolating. You're self-isolating or whatever. Quarantine or or just don't want to go out and, and risk anything. Then please think of some subjects. Think of some questions you might want us to ask. Uh, and let us know what you think about the possibility yeah. of the new show. <laughs> Although if you look at the timestamps on the side. Oh, yeah. It seems like it slowed down right around a certain election. Oh, and then yeah. there seems to be fatigue. That's the only because you can. It's pretty consistent. You're right. You're right. Before that, right. and there's this is the only. If you look at it, it's like there's a eh, week and a half, two week period where apparently everybody was just like, "Dude, I'm fucking tired." <laughs> <laughs> at least in this country. Uh, no. I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, but anyway, yeah. Please uh, send in. We got enough for a couple more weeks for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, hit us up, go to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 for everybody that's at $5 and above. And you can find the email address that we use to send in, uh, your questions and whatnot. Uh, so please hit us up over there and you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. 
You can follow me at the Roka says on Twitter and on Instagram. And as Matt said, please go and become a part of our Patreon and let's have some fun. And if you're listening to us on the podcast stream, don't forget we have a YouTube channel as well. So go find us there on the top 10. Just type in our names, the top 10, and the YouTube channel will come up and go and subscribe to that as well. All right, that's it from us. Uh, Y'all take care of yourselves and we'll talk to you next time on Topic Thunder. Ooh.